Cinema Sex Ed contains strong language, sexual scenarios, and potentially offensive comments. It is intended for maturely immature audiences only. Okay, testing, testing. One, two, three. Testies, testies. Testicles, testicles. Harry Ballsack. Harry Ballsack. Balls. Balls. Rusty trombone. Hot Carl. Rim job. Toss my salad. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Nipple clam. Chocolate coxicle. Pink taco. Hop on this, baby. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Money shot. Anal intruder. Cleveland steamer. Gas mask. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Yeehaw! Teabagging. Kama Sutra. Kama my face. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. I guess there should be students. Yeah. Hello, students. Welcome back to Cinema Sex Ed. I'm Miss Jenny. And I'm Miss Marcy. And, and class, class is, is in. This week, lesson two, we are covering Magic Mike. XXL. <laughs> and it was directed by Gregory Jacobs, longtime first AD of Steven Soderbergh. And it was written by Reed Carolyn, based on characters by <laughs> Reed Carolyn from Magic Mike. And Channing Tatum's life. Yeah, exactly. It's yes. kind of interesting that he doesn't get a credit. He gets a lot of, he produ gets producer credits okay. and all that. Yeah, all right. no, no, he had a lot of credits. Uh, Jenny and I went to see Magic Mike at the early show in Culver City, and that in itself was a treat. It was an experience. <laughs> the, the theater wasn't full, which is kind of not surprising. I mean, it was a midday screening on a holiday weekend. Yeah, I was surprised at that too, but we felt that every man working there was judging us. Absolutely. <laughs> but we didn't care. We didn't care. And then I somewhat started sexually harassing the guy who came up and did the announcements in the theater because I thought we were going to see him naked and i was a little upset that he didn't take off his little polyester arc light uniform really he just he was so young and wide-eyed and randy and all i don't know why i remember his name his name was randy appropriately so <laughs> and yet he seemed scared and very shy but he was facing a room full of women i don't even know if there were any men there and then I asked him to turn off the air conditioning and all these yentos behind us started yelling, No! Don't mess with the air! Don't mess with the air! Yeah, it was quite it was quite an afternoon. It was lovely to be it was <laughs> lovely to be amongst a group of women for such a uh, for such an experience that is really targeting the middle-aged woman. <laughs> The girls next to me were way too excited throughout the entire film. They and were I like, have to Wee! say that the girl next to me, named Miss Marcy, <laughs> was just experiencing their experience and then feeding <laughs> it on to me, looking at me with such great joy. Just, uh, but every time that I looked at you and you would look at me with those wide eyes laughing, I mean, it, it, it was like being on a roller coaster and like you, you just went over that giant hill and you look at one another like, holy shit, what did we just, oh, fuck, here comes another one. <laughs> there was a lot of bouncy peen in that movie. There That's was. all I'm saying. I've never had that much penis in my face before. And I've had a lot of penis in my face, Jenny. I've had a lot of penis in my face. <laughs> I've been gas masked. I... <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, 
I have been to strip clubs and I have seen male strip reviews. I have been dragged on stage and dry humped. Really? Yeah, we'll have to post some very awkward pictures of me pre. Oh, I would love to see pre wedding in oh, Vegas. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was quite uncomfortable, and I'm pretty sexually, you know, I open and yeah. free. I'm, you know, I've only gone twice. I went. My aunt took me for my 21st birthday. How awkward was that? To Chippendales. <gasps> With your aunt. Yeah. And 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 I, you know, uh, I it wasn't my thing. You know, it was Chippendales and just these greased up, lubed up guys and all these, you know, people holding up dollars. And they're like sticking their tongue in everybody's mouths. And then I guess my aunt was holding up dollar bills behind my head. And this guy comes dancing up to me. And I was, I just like, I stuck my hand on his abs and I went, get your syphilitic tongue away from my mouth. And I'm sure he ran home and looked up that word. <laughs> the word is syphilitic. But he didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> He's still to this day <laughs> trying to figure out what that meant. Maybe he thought it was a compliment. Yes, could be. Yes, yeah. And then I, I went again for someone's bachelorette party. And from that bachelorette party, it was little Ashley. You know oh, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. Um, at that bachelorette party, it was at Hollywood Men. At Hollywood, in, in, the, in the, you know, the Hollywood and Vine, the big uh, thing there. And uh, they come up right at your table. And this guy in a thong starts backing his butt up right into my face. Oh, and yeah. I just yelled out, not the taint. <laughs> Not that there's nothing sexy about a taint. <laughs> oh, taint misbehaving <laughs> all by myself. Personal. Personal moments. Yeah, some uh, really smooth butts on stripper men. It's, uh, it's unusual how tan and oiled up and smooth that man meat is when it's right there. Right. right. And so waxed. Yeah. I'm used to Harry Balsack. <laughs> Paging Harry Balsack. Harry Balsack. I'm Harry Balsack. <laughs> Please remove your car from the loading zone. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, um, I'm going to go into a summary of Magic Mike XXL and please pipe in with your thoughts. So we open Harry up. Harry Ballsack. <laughs> Harry Ballsack. <laughs> so we open up and it's apparently three years after Dallas, who was the Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey character in the first one. All right, all right, all right. I had to. You I had, had to. to. I want you to. All right. Please do it. Okay. So, three years after Matthew McConaughey's character, Dallas has taken the cock-rocking kings of Tampa to Miami, which is where we end the last movie, uh, and left Mike behind. Well, he didn't leave Mike behind. Mike chose to stay behind, and he's going to build his business. We find that Magic Mike Lane is struggling to make Mike Lane Custom Furniture Design a thriving business. He lives in what appears to be a nice house. I That's, you know what? That was a really nice house. It was a really nice house. You know, house. for someone who was struggling, he had like a uh, views and an outside and a but, workshop. But Miss Marcy, Miss Marcy, we live in Los Angeles and he but lives in Tampa, the... Florida. Okay. No, I'm I'm not, I agree it was really nice, but it probably doesn't cost what it costs. Or... I know, but still, it didn't have a struggly look about no, it. No, it did not. I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, when I know what a struggling guy, struggling guy's place looks like, and it usually and involves... And smells like. And smells <laughs> like. It usually involves a futon, 
and uh, a lot of top ramen. A lot of top ramen and sweat socks on the floor, and you don't want to pee in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still remember this one bathroom I I went into pee in, and like I have flashbacks to it. It's like a just oh, traumatizing. I had to. I was like, God, would you look at the time? Put your penis in your pants. I gotta oh. go. <laughs> yeah, you can tell a lot about a man by how he keeps his bathroom. But I bet. Magic Michaelene like keeps his oh, toilet yeah, clean he was very and done, tidy. and even just like from the character's development in the first right. one, you just have that idea that he he's tidy. yeah he's responsible. He knows that a lady might come over, right? So, uh, so yeah, so he lives in this nice house. He's got an impressive workshop, and his girlfriend Brooke from the first movie, although we don't see her, we know. From what we see right on, that he's not that he's doing okay, but he doesn't have enough money to hire movers to deliver his shit or provide health insurance to his one employee. So then, out of the blue, he receives a phone call from Tarzan, who's played by Kevin Nash. Uh, he seems to be the older of his former dance mates, and and Tarzan tells him that their former boss uh, or pimp or whatever you want to call him, <laughs> I don't know what you would call Dallas's position, but. But Tarzan tells Mike that Dallas passed away, so the entire gang is going to be meeting up for a memorial. And I got really upset. Do you remember in the theater, I looked at Jenny and I went, oh no! Because, you know, it was Matthew McConaughey. And I was like, I got really upset. I was I didn't realize how attached I was to Dallas from the first film. Apparently I loved him. Well... <laughs> Apparently there was a thing. We had a thing. I don't know. I love Matthew McConaughey in any oh. movie he's in, regardless of what the character is. I love to watch him work. He kind of amuses me. I hear he smells really bad. Oh, I'm I'm sure that there is a stench of patchouli and man sweat that comes off of him. Yeah, I don't mind man sweat. I don't enjoy patchouli. It's a little bit too much of a of, of the covering of the weed, you know. <laughs> the, it's too closely tied to marijuana, I think, for a lot of people. They're like, patchouli, marijuana, you smell one, you think the other one's not far behind. And, you know, if you smell both, I'm sure Matthew McConaughey's not far behind. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hear bongos playing. That's true. There's something in the first one I loved that they had that one routine in the first movie where Matthew McConaughey came out with the bongo. I just thought that was such a nice back little... back to yeah. his naked bongo movie yeah, fiasco. Exactly. Well, in his arrest or whatever, yeah. I love was that he was, yeah. It wasn't an arrest. They just came into his house, right? And he was playing the bongos right. naked. Because the neighbors had complained or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you, what, what's the most embarrassing thing that, like, if your neighbors complained about you, that the police could come in and find you doing in your home? Mine would be talking baby talk to my dog <laughs> in a bra. <laughs> I, I'll have to get back to you on that. Maybe I'll have something by the end of the, the show, I think. Okay, I'll um, remember to ask. I mean, I talk baby talk to my dog, and I guess that is embarrassing. But I'll have to I'll have to think of it. Okay. Um. So when Mike arrives, he he arrives at this motel. It looks kind of like a seedy motel or a comfort inn for the memorial or wake, and he's all dressed up and somber, and they have no idea what he's talking about. But he hears this cacophony. Cacophony. That was a good word, Jenny. I'm, they put the cock in cacophony. Uh, you said cock. <laughs> Is it too early? And you said offany too. <laughs> offany, cacophony. Cacophony. They put the cock in cacophony. That's the new prescient. So they head out to the pool and he finds the old gang, most of them in nothing but bathing suits and copper tone, except for Big Dick Richie, our lovable Joe. How do you pronounce his last name? Manganello. Man- Manganello. Manganello. 
Say it, it was again. Manganello. That's what we just, on the clip we just watched, the yeah. announcer. But I think maybe every announcer pronounces it differently. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. So let's just... Um, I'm just going to call him Cookie Pie. <laughs> you can call him Cookie Pie. I'll call him Joey M. <laughs> so uh, he's apparently... If he's completely naked, we get his we get his butt, but we don't get the full frontal. Harry butt crack. Paging Harry butt crack. <laughs> the loading and unloading zones. Anyways, they're all drunk and they're partying and they're playing with some girls in bikinis and they throw him fully dressed in the water. And I know I turned to you because I was really concerned about his cell phone. Like, I would have been pissed. Not only yeah. did that suit look really nice, but I what know. about your fucking phone, man? I know. I was worried, too. And then they tell him, though, that actually Dallas isn't dead, but he and the kid are off in Macau or something, and the rest of them are out for one final road trip to the stripper convention in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And then they're all breaking up. The band is breaking up, Yoko. Oh, Yoko's not here. <laughs> He's walking the dog. He's... That's a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> for walking the dog. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Dallas and the kid have gone their own ways, are no longer part of the team. Uh, and after catching up, and the guys have asked Mike to join them, but he passes on the invitation, and, and there's some tensions that really seem to be coming up. Matt Bomer was very intense. He's very intense, that character Ken, because he was the Ken doll, <laughs> I couldn't remember what his name was, but yeah, Matt Bomer. And he's, uh, the character who's so intense, he's also become a third-level Reiki healer, <laughs> and uh, he just sounds like some new-age guru all the time. And he meditates on the beach. Yeah, like he's... a Marianne Williamson disciple or something. Yes. He's, like, really into all of this peaceful crap. And then that night, Mike's back home, and he's building some new fabulous piece, and <laughs> his old jam comes on the Spotify playlist, and... Like in any good dance movie, he gets back in touch with that part of him. Oh, he's, so. he's, I was really afraid because he had, he had the power tools on. I was really yes. afraid his wiener was going to get stuck in the the saw. It was going to be a whole other movie. I'm like, why are you thrusting into the saw, Magic, Magic Mike? Magic Mike becomes a, a penile amputee <laughs> as he is grinding onto the table saw. <laughs> magic Mike gone very wrong but I was very nervous you shouldn't you shouldn't wave your weenie in front of a table saw children all right so lesson one of lesson two magic Mike we do not dance with power tools do not try this at home children right so yeah I mean here he is just back in touch with that part of him he just needs to dance you know so often I'm at home Little music comes on. Okay, that in my stripper outfit and Well, I mean, if your stripper outfit happens to be a welder's mask <laughs> and, and like a it, wife beater. It is Jenny, how did you know? That's what I wear around the house. Because I fantasize about it. It's very <laughs> close do. to my own. Magic Marcy. But I think <laughs> that when you're talking about if the cops came in to find me doing something embarrassing, that is what it would be. It would be dancing around in my underwear like to Megan Trainer. You know, just like, oh. you know, all about that bass with my ass in my dog's face. You know? that's, <laughs> that sounds far kinkier than it really is, but uh, that would probably be the embarrassing thing. Would they be granny panties? Oh, no, no, no. They'd be, they, they would be unexplicably sexy, but really? I would be completely ungroomed down there. And so, <laughs> so that, that would be the more embarrassing part. Do you own granny panties? 
Not really. I guess I, I kind of have some boy shorts. See, there's a fine line between granny panties and boy short panties. Like boy shorts are sexy. Yeah, but they come up high. They can come. Yeah, they can come like up high. What? I have a little understand. more like tap shorts. I guess. Yeah, I never understand why a woman would buy a granny panty. Like I don't have ugly underwear. Why? Even when it's the you know they say well, it's my laundry day underwear. It's my period. <laughs> what? So what? Make it all pretty. I like a nice underpant. Well, a good granny panty. I imagine. <laughs> really covers everything and maybe smooths it out. Oh, like a Spanx? But, that, but that's but different. No, not like I... a Spanx, but just sort of like, you know, a nice a nice silk granny panty might just be smooth But and then high. it's not granny panty anymore. To me, granny panty is like those high-waisted white cotton underwear. Well, see, white cotton, though, to me, seems... White cotton panties seem more like a little girl thing. And that's a whole other kink. I once dated somebody who really always wanted me to be in nothing but white cotton underwear. And I just thought, this is very, very strange. I once dated someone who wanted me to wear underoos. <laughs> <laughs> I have that to ask, strange character? <laughs> Wonder Woman? Or, like, I... Batman. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask jenny don't I, ask. i'm not personal personal moments moving forward uh getting out of our granny panties <laughs> and back on the road with the strippers miss so, marcy miss jenny are getting out of their panties so the guys are about to hit the road and as they're about to do this mike fresh from his you know reinvigoration of the groove or whatever you want to call it meets up with them and he damn it he's gonna go with them of course he is of course he is because we need a fucking movie let's put on a show <laughs> i got a van and we still don't know where the girlfriend is that was bothering me like they took a long time to get to where the girlfriend but there was that feeling that like she's not in the she's picture. not in the picture yeah right? we never saw her yeah and he had pulled out like ice cream with a little note on it that said let's get fat together and <laughs> there was something i like, uh i write that note to myself on my ice cream <laughs> <laughs> but what i don't understand is why you're always leaving notes like that on my ice cream <laughs> i don't want to do it alone jenny Okay, so Mike shows up to join them and hop on the food truck turned stripper tour bus that we find out Tarzan is actually, Tarzan, who also is named Ernest, is a an amateur painter and has painted it all up. At first, Mike can't fully focus and he's totally wrapped up in his cell phone trying to control his tiny little business. And it's not until his cell phone is thrown out the window by Big Dick Richie, aka Joey M, or Cookie Pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not until that point that the bonding starts to begin, the yes. rebonding, right? That they're yes. all back together. So then they're on their way up and they stop at a drag queen bar, which was kind of fun was, and random. Yeah, that was really fun, but I, it, you know, there was moments in the movie where I was like, I had to catch up. Like, I was trying to think back to the movie. Did they go to a drag queen bar in the first one? I can't remember. No. But they seem to know the drag queen. Well, it, they made references throughout the movie as if this was not the first time that they were on the road to this convention in, in Myrtle right. Beach. And so this is probably something that they'd done many times and it's part of the part of the whole route. 
you know, and then we make our traditional stop at the drag queen bar. And then because the we're a bunch of guys on the road together, why wouldn't we do that? Right. I know all my male friends. Yeah. That's their. Uh... That's right. You stay up, and then you have breakfast at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Or a Waffle House, right? I've never been to either one of those. How, how as a traveling, working comedian, how, stand-up comic, how I know, and I've been everywhere. You, I don't know. That is, I think that's probably, like, you are like a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I had only been to my first Walmart this year. Actually, that makes me kind of proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> You've met Lois. We were not a Walmart family. Unfortunately, my mother has not met a Walmart she could say no to. <laughs> she could drive by. Anyways, back to the drag queen bar. They end up getting into an amateur drag queen kind of walk off. And their DJ slash driver, Tobias, played by Gabriel Iglesias, who was in the first one. And too. adorable. He is adorable. Oh, he really stole pie. the show in that drag queen walk off oh. with the Carmen Miranda headdress he and was, the heels. Oh, he was so cute. He so you just want to pinch him. Uh, so after that, they all end up at the beach and they're bonding over the bonfire and they're all telling their exaggerated truths about their lives. And uh, we learn a little bit about what they've been doing. It's all followed by everyone having their truths sort of revealed i i wrote down like smooth shaved buttocks beneath the tearaway pants <laughs> so are the days of our lives uh no so tito has been making artisanal probiotic froyo <laughs> i loved that but then somebody outs him as really just working at a slurpee machine in the mall and tarzan the i believe it was a snow cone machine oh, thank you snow cone <laughs> machine <laughs> yeah maybe slurpee is trademark. He <laughs> couldn't get the rights to say Slurpee. Yeah, that would have been very expensive. Oh, Slurpee does not want to be associated with strippers. Tarzan. Slurpee and strippers, which is really hard for both Jenny and I to say because we both have a sibling S. Sibling <laughs> Tarzan, the artist, has no illusions. He spends his talents on projects like painting that truck. Uh, and Mike reveals that, hey, his business is not as thriving as everyone thinks. And his girlfriend, Brooke, who was played by Cody Horn in the first movie, um, that that woman has left him. He pulled the engagement ring out of his wallet and all this is okay. This I'm going to, this is a very Judaic moment on my part, but for the rest of the movie, I was obsessed with what happened to that ring. <laughs> like anytime he took his pants off, I was like, I hope the ring is okay. The wallet is a very expensive ring. That's a big rock. It looked very, why nice. was it in its wallet? And when he was on the beach and I just, I, I was very concerned about that ring. It was in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm ashamed to admit Prop it. master. If you're listening, we want to know what the fuck happened to that ring. So they've all been chasing their dreams, hoping to find something or someone to carry them through to retirement because, you know, this is their last ride. But this honesty fest really comes to a head when Ken, Matt Bomer's character, really lets all of his anger out. He's pushed. He's really like, they're all pushing him to confront Mike, really. And he punches him and... And it just struck me that they were airing their grievances like it was Festivus. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where Channing Tatum gets up and he's like, go ahead, kick me in the balls, kick me in the balls. And he made Matt Bomer kick him in the balls and then he threw up and got very upset. You know, I have to say, Miss Jenny and I have had words with each other before, but I've never said, Jenny, kick me in the vagina. 
Now! That'll really make everything all right. If you just kick me, kick me in the cunt, <laughs> all will be better. All will be mended. But maybe, maybe, maybe that's what we've been missing. Maybe. Maybe, that's, maybe, maybe that'll a little, take our relationship little to another level. Cuntal kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny and Marcy, cuntal kickboxers. Well, they've been looking for some new Olympic sports. <laughs> so after... <laughs> After Mike has... I'm just the vision of the two of us doing that. We're both a little diminutive, to say the least. Actually, I see... What was that little toy that they used to have with the mechanical, the blue and the red robots that would just go in the ring? Personal. Personal moments. Mike takes his injured cock and balls (laughs) to the... Breaking beans. Twigs and berries. <laughs> Gas mask. <laughs> testies, testies. Testicles, testicles. testicles. Harry Ballsack. Harry Ballsack. Balls. Balls. <laughs> he, he goes on down to the water and he is draining the dragon. And he is approached by a very cute girl played by Amber Heard who looks very similar to Cody Horn who played exact Brooke. the same. And the style and the dynamic between them. It was the same relationship. Yeah, you could just swap yeah. it out and you realize he's got a type. Yeah. <laughs> Girls or you aren't think, that nice to him. Right. You're right. Because well, even later with, just uh, look at you him. know, yeah. JPS. Yeah, we're, yeah. We'll exactly. get to that. He, he likes the little bitchy gal. And he's still got that sort of hesitation. He's not ready to jump out on the sandbar with a girl. He's sensitive. He's a sensitive guy. He's been he's been changed by this. His life. little close set Channing Tatum eyes got all <laughs> squinty. He's challenging empty. your idea of what a stripper really is all about. Oh, Magic Mike, you're a little you're sensitive. <laughs> But we really get the feeling that this is not, pussy is not what this strip is about. You just said pussy, just like, you said pussy. Oh, oh, wait a minute, you're acting shocked because I just said (laughs) pussy where I'm talking about cunt kickboxing. Cunt boxing. Pussy's my icky word. I don't. I don't know why. You just okay. So we're gonna do some exposure therapy. And I'm going to <laughs> say it very often. Say pussy to me while I sit in a booth. So the morning after the beach scene, Ken and Mike kind of get straight after Mike's had a really deep meditation, and he reveals to Mike that he's really been jealous of him for leaving because he never has had the success with his dream of being an actor. Mike says, hey, you know, but you, that Tide commercial, I've always been jealous of you. And we, we're learning more about the guys in this movie. That's exactly, I, that's, a, there's a lot of things I liked more about the first movie, which we can get to later. But what I did like, and what I was missing from the first movie is, those guys were all really in the background of the first movie. They were just there for their man-meatness. And now, I mean... Not that they were the deepest backstories, but we did get to know a little bit more about them, and I liked that. I concur. I'm I'm with you on that, Miss Marcy. So this is also an example for you students of how you can take a sequel and really take background characters and fill them out, flesh them out, flesh wand them out, <laughs> fleshlight. Uh, so as they are kissing and making up, their moment is broken up by 
Tito and Big Dick Richie walking back up and doing a post-mortem on whether or not they fucked the girls the night before. Tito's had this really nice experience with this young woman that he's met, but we learned that Richie didn't seal the pack because the girl just couldn't handle... His penis is too big. We... It, it was too big. Cookie Pie's got a, got the dong of death. <laughs> A death dong. Ouch! Have you ever run into a death dong? I have. I have. I actually broke up with someone because he was too big, but I didn't tell him until years later when he tracked me down and asked me why I had broken up with him. And he, I was surprised that he'd even noticed. I mean, because really, why does somebody with <laughs> with a package like that? How do they not know that uh, they're delivering a a hurt missile? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what yes. did you give him for Christmas? A vat of lube. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I know, but you know what? When I told him that, he said that it wasn't the first time that and it was really really sad he I was know. sad so there was actually a moment this moment that joey m has that it was very real big dick richie's pain i actually understood because yeah i, I, I yeah big bourgeois big dick problems <laughs> <laughs> big dick problems so he really opens up to the guys because he seems to be one of the more sensitive, more romantic of them all. And they all seem to be a little romantic. They were very romantic. You know what? Maybe to be a male stripper, you, you are. You know, that is part of it because you can't be a male stripper and not want to please. That's true. That's a really good point you're making. At the same time, I was wondering whether it's indicative of how strippers really are, or male strippers really are, or how the writer imagines a male stripper that, yeah. would need to be, or that, that an audience wants them to be. Like, that it's our, you know, as the female viewing audience, or a gay audience, it's our fantasy that they're going to be all romantic. And right. Richie discloses that he's kind of looking for the right girl, and that he figures someday he'll find her like C Cinderella, and uh, her lady parts will fit him like a glass slipper <laughs> the old glass slipper the room. old glass badge so back <laughs> the glass badge ow with the, with the meat missile <laughs> what if it's sh okay shattered <laughs> shattered that's the that rolling gives a whole new meaning to the glass ceiling doesn't it <laughs> it's not a glass ceiling it's a glass cervix <laughs> Back on the road, Mike tries to convince the others that they should ditch the old routines and come up with some new ones that are based on who they really are and, like, really shed the old shit that was all Dallas's fantasies and ideas about who they were. I mean, Joey M., Big Dick Richie was always doing the fireman dance and Richie himself is terrified of fire. Which... <laughs> yeah, that was... That was some laughable time in that bus. I was like, oh, wow, wow, this is... And then they think it's a good idea. I did not mind the fireman routine at all, by the way. I... 
Well, that's the thing is Dallas was a, Dallas was a, a businessman and a showman. And he knows what women want and I, women like men in uniforms. And I like a nice big dick man on a pole. <laughs> Going fire, fire, fire. Sliding down the pole. <laughs> What's the pole's name? <laughs> uh, Steve. <laughs> Jonah Hill. <laughs> yes! Where the fuck was Jonah Hill? We I had Channing know. Tatum and I didn't get my Jonah I Hill man. Casting fail, people. So, somebody thinks that it's, I think maybe it is big dick richie but somebody thinks it's a really good idea to drop molly now i don't know enough about this new this new fangled drug the kids are all doing called molly and what its effects are but i'm trying to remember who it was it was rico wasn't it who had tito tito rico okay that's rico i don't know who rico is it's okay rico suave tito Played by Adam Rodriguez. He's very delicious. He was. He looked better in this, I thought. I always find him yummy. Yeah, strangely being half Latin, I've never had a a taste for the Mexican food or, well, you know, he's not necessarily Mexican, but yeah. It's not really that I've had a taste, I just really have never had the experience. Too incestuous. Yeah, Yeah. maybe, I don't know. I, on the other hand, like a nice... Now, quesadilla. (laughs) (laughs) The burrito. (laughs) They're all a little bit hesitant about coming up with new material, but since they dropped this drug and they're rolling and those costumes start flying out the window, they start brainstorming. In the end, Richie really seems to be the least confident that he can really do this, so the guys cheering him on, they challenge him to go into a convenience store and take on this convenience store clerk who's got a bad case of resting bitch face and try to make her smile. Oh, she got... She was great. She was great. What a part, you know? Could For the you rest imagine? of her career. What, what a great... Just a great actor memory to have, you know. What I want to believe she's just some local girl who just randomly got I'm called in. I'm going to look in. her up right now. The resting bitch face just stands there expressionless as Richie goes into a routine with a flurry of bottled water and hot Cheetos and he succeeds in the end making her smile. And the boys are just watching him as if they are watching porn. They are so excited every Every move he makes, they're impressed. You know, can I... I wanted to ask you this, though. If you... If some strange man came up to you and started pelvic thrusting in a convenience store, would you maybe not be a little concerned that there was something a little rapey about that? I don't know. She does have the counter between them, and... There are security cameras. You you are making a very good point because she does seem to be alone in the store. <laughs> yeah, I would. I yeah. There was something a little weird about that. But it is Joe Manganiello, or however you pronounce his name, and he is spectacular. He to is look at. so yummy. It's not. It's ridiculous. And his energy, and that he's just so a sexy. Esoteric, I know. But yeah, his, he's sexy. He just, but and he's likable. There's something really. He's goofy, it, sexy with in a gorgeous package. I'm yes, exactly. He has that boyish charm underneath it all. So when they get back. Into the truck, 
they are having a bonding moment in a circle and the driver, Tobias, ends up crashing the truck. He ends up in the hospital with stitches and now they don't have any transportation or a DJ, but Mike has a great idea. They rent a car and they stop in Savannah to visit his old friend, Rome, who has her own house of hedonism, a strip club called the Roman Empire, of course. You're looking up the girl in the convenience She's store. She's done tons. She has. Yes. Lindsay Mosier. She's got, well, like nine films. Good for you, for Lindsay. A young girl. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, just, you just ride that. Ride it. Ride it, Lindsay. Ride, ride, she, this ride is, it. Coincidentally, though, this is not her first role as store clerk. <laughs> so she's, she's played a typecast. store clerk like four times. I wonder if she really is a store clerk and they just keep using it as a location. <laughs> store clerk, nurse, and teacher. Those are her. Those are her That's her range. Yeah. So here they are in Savannah at the Roman Empire and we're introduced to Rome, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, she was so good. She still seems to be holding a grudge against Mike who happens to go out with her at some point. It's kind of unclear of what whether it was a... Well, it's not really that unclear, I guess, that there was a sexual relationship. Yes, I think it, it, it sort Did of she groom him? That's what it seemed like, because later on we find out she was mad when he took a job, a job with Dallas. So, did she have a strip club? I Yeah, it was a little unclear, but she was... She may have just taught him everything he knows. That was a hot kiss they had. That was a sexy kiss. It was a very sexy reuniting. Yeah, they had they had a lot of chemistry, those two. Yes, and strangely so. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And I don't really think of Jada Pinkett Smith as having a lot of fire like that. Not, oh, I do. Not, not with men, anyways. Oh. But I do think she's she's definitely girl sexy. But that's just my, that's just my humble opinion. And, and you have a different one. So, again, in, in issues of art... There are different opinions. She was not sexy on a different world. A different world, a different world. I don't think that's the tune, No, Jenny. it's not. I'm, that's, that's the tune to another world, the old sitcom. Not sitcom, <laughs> the old uh, soap opera from the, the 80s. So she she's kind of taunting Mike, and she shows him sort of what a real show looks like, and she takes him out, and then there is wonderful dance routines by... Some of her dancers. Oh my god! I got very excited! Tell me more about that. Michael Strahan! Yes? I was all the whole Michael Strahan. That gap tooth beauty. That gap tooth chocolate prince! <laughs> <laughs> all I kept thinking is what? When Kelly Ripa watches this, what does she think? Gap tooth chocolate prince! <laughs> From live with Michael and Kelly. And we could actually talk here for a moment about that article that you found. Yes, I found an article today, what famous people used to be strippers. And some of the ones that really stuck out for us, well, one was Kelly Ripa's husband, Mark Consuelos. So maybe it wouldn't strike her as so strange, or maybe she would want both uh, her show partner and her home partner, her domestic partner maybe to... Kelly uh... Ripa is a freak. <laughs> that little... Tiny talk show hostess. I want to believe it. Well, she's <laughs> definitely a spinner. You can tell that. Yes. Uh, some of the other people that used to be strippers. Um, Chris Pratt, which made us laugh. Chris Pratt. 
who yes. I who I think is separated at birth from Channing Tatum. And there were some some other names on that that seemed... Diablo Cody, but we knew that. You mentioned Nene Leakes. Oh right, who Which... we we thought probably was also the bouncer at the strip club. <laughs> Nene would be a scary stripper. Mike the Situation Sorrentino. That one's just sad. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Well, at least we know he's got a career to fall back on. Yeah, that's true. Not that he ever had a career to begin with. Courtney Love, I think we knew that. Amber Rose. But yeah, there were not. But really. Oh, oh, Javier Bardem. Who we decided must have been the creepiest. I mean, if Nene Leakes was the scariest stripper, Javier Bardem. I don't, yeah. Well, I, I see... I find him sexy. I find him sexy as an actor and in some of the roles that he plays. But mm-hmm. as a stripper, he's—I could just see it being a he's little very menacing. Dark. Yeah, yeah, he's very—he's a dark stripper. But is that really bad? You know what? If he could do an American accent, he would have been an interesting and a very dangerous Christian Grey. Oh, he would have been. I bet he can't do an American accent. In terms of that dangerousness that you were looking yes. for in Christian Grey, I could see him bringing that, but. I couldn't see him playing Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, so we had uh, Michael and then Twitch, who I'm, I don't know who that is. Can okay, you tell Twitch. Me more about Twitch. I got very excited when I saw Twitch. New Twitch, member of the crew. Oh, my God. Well, Twitch is, uh, you know, an animation. Mm-hmm. Um, animation is a form of dancing that I learned about from that very, very deep program, So You Think You Can Dance, which is where America first met Twitch. And he was like this street dancer, and he went and he, I don't know if he won, but he became very famous from there, and has been in a bunch of dance films since then. It's like the top of his field in that, and now he is the DJ on Ellen. Oh, well, good for you, Twitch. Good for you. And he's married to Allison, who's a, oh, uh, also was a dancer, and so you think you can dance, and now she's one of the pros on Dancing with the Stars. Ooh. I know. We had another new from new but familiar face, uh, new to Magic Mike, but not to us, and that was Donald Glover, the writer, so actor, comedian. Yeah, playing Andre, who was like the scrawny. Strip, I know, you know very... but he was like the singer. I don't know. How would you describe what he does or did? He was a he was a strippy rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Trippy rapper. It's my favorite candy. I really, there's this exchange with him and Matt Bomer's character later in the car as they're kind of talking and bonding over music and, and about their work being healing, that they're healers. And I thought that was a really sweet scene between them. Anyways, but still, we're still back at the club and there's some great sexy dances going on and the women at the Roman Empire is surely enjoying it. Queens. She calls them all queens. Yes, my queens. My queens. So at the end of the night, it still seems like Rome is declining Mike's requests to DJ them for them at the stripper convention. But she does let Andre drive them to where they're going to be staying. And they're going to be staying at the house of the chick that Tito banged on the beach in Charleston. And... So I think because they met this young girl, these girls, they think that they're on their way to like a, a girl's, apartment. Yeah, a girl's apartment in Charleston. But instead they drive up to this beautiful southern mansion in uh, Charleston. That All just... the houses in this movie were so pretty. Everybody had good houses in this movie. Yeah, location, location, location. I mean, it was beautiful. The settings were just beautiful. 
So it's like an old plantation home, and they're greeted by not by the women that they they're expecting to meet, but by this group of older women of older Southern bells, really. Uh, one of which is the mother of Tito's hookup, and she's played by Andy McDowell. Uh, the the younger women are there, and surprise, surprise to Magic Mike, Zoe, the girl from the beach, a.k.a. Amber Heard, is also there, still seemingly angry, and she's not on her way to New York to be- Of a course f- she was there. She had to be, right? There was a lot of coincidence in this movie. I had a screenwriting professor once who said, avoid coincidence. And when, from now on, he sort of broke me in that way, because whenever I see that in a movie, I'm like, oh, of course. And what's even stranger is when, in real life, those coincidences happen, and you think, this could never happen in a movie. Exactly. Because <laughs> it would seem so contrived. I've had those things happen to me. Personal. Personal moments. The group of guys are sitting around drinking expensive wines with this group of older women most of whom seem to be divorced except for one and they are horny they are sharing their tales of neglect and sexual dysfunction these adult male or these male adult entertainers what is it that they they're like we're male entertainers they're not strippers they're male entertainers (laughs) well they're just a breath of fresh air to these ladies (laughs) they just don't know they just don't know much about about anything like this and they're just very taken by them what a novelty and these guys that are our band of of coxmen they remind these women these repressed women how special they are and and how beautiful they are in ways that their husbands never could see because of course again like you go back to just say whoever wrote this you know the strippers all really love women and they're very romantic so the next morning, Mike wakes up in this little twin bed next to another twin I bed. Love with, that. Yeah, with Tarzan. Ernest, right, played by uh, Kevin Nash. That character just reveals himself to be so sweet. And for all the women he's banged, he would still just really rather come home to one good woman and have a family. It's just heartbreaking. I know. I was actually looking up a little Amber Heard trivia that I remembered and wanted to be sure before I said, you know, she's married to Johnny Depp. Oh, I didn't know that. And until she married Johnny Depp, she was a lesbian. I did not know that either. Yes, a little Amber Heard trivia. Hey, there you go. I thought he was getting a divorce, though. He did get a divorce, and then he met her on a movie. She was a lesbian. He, oh, She so... fell in love with Johnny Depp, and they got married. Oh, okay. So, Vanessa Perry. Perry yeah, there yeah, she's Perry, Perry, Okay, right. All right, well, that's interesting. Yeah, a little gossip. I just want to make sure I had it right before I... So in the morning after they all meet up again in the kitchen, Big Dick Richie comes in and... Cookie pie. And he seems to be... glowing. He has a little bounce in his step, and they all recognize that look. And <laughs> That was girly. It was very It girly. was girly. You know, like when you tell your girlfriends, I did it last night. Like, guys, I don't imagine guys talking like that. But I do think that they tried to bro it up when they're all high-fiving. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, how do you how do you really, like, soften the girl shit and yeah, make it more five. masculine? Add a high-five. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, add a high-five. I know. I just think about some of my guy friends, and I just can't imagine them sitting around going, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Did you get very far? Tell me more. Tell me more. 
Is his dick as big as his car? Uh-huh. 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 Big bourgeois, big dick problems. <laughs> Out of this glass slipper experience that he's had. And I was also thinking, like, well, of course she could take him. She's obviously had children. <laughs> she, she can handle a big dick. Oh, Jenny. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 no, no, it's not that, it's not, you didn't say anything wrong. It's just, there's a lot of women out there who are having sad vagina moments right now. Well, there's vaginal reconstructive surgeries always available and, and vaginas are miraculously resilient. <laughs> we bounce back, baby. <laughs> so they can stretch us out, but we can tighten right back up. Anyway. Kegels. Do your kegels, do, ladies. Do your kegels, kegels, kegels. You say kegel, I, I say kegel, I say kegel, you say kegel, 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 kegel. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. Andy McDowell's character, so smitten with them, says take her ex's Rolls Royce convertible to Myrtle Beach of since they course. don't have a car. And on top of that, when they arrive, she's arranged to have all their rooms upgraded and for the rehearsal space to be reserved. That must have been some tasty big dick loving. Just look at him. I and he know. had the glasses on when he's got the I glasses on, I would give him my too. card, too, oh after stooping him. Oh, my Do you think Joe Mangio would like my key soul? <laughs> Do you, you want to drive my beat-up Jetta? <laughs> All of you guys are going to just rock it on the Myrtle Beach Strip in my <laughs> slightly damaged 2010 <laughs> secondhand. You want to drive my Kia Soul with the pink leopard seat covers? You can drive my VW. Drive my VW. <laughs> So, as they're checking in, guess who shows up at the pool? It's none other than Rome. Okay, with Andre and... Twitch. Uh, whatever. Yeah, Malik. <laughs> Malik. Like, her, her new star dancer. So, they're there in tow right. and they're there to save the day. And so, then we get an awesome montage. And, and you know what I didn't understand is, like, Malik was her new lover, but yet... Janet, Magic Mike went up and high five like they'd spent all this time together, like they were besties. Yeah. Was it the was it the pussy bonding? I don't know. Like we've both been inside the same area. It's a so one degree, one degree of separation. <laughs> I, I I'd love to see that we've flow chart. Taste we've tasted the pinket puss. <laughs> it's a very exclusive club. <laughs> So, yeah, we get this montage of them, and they're all pulling the show together. I got a barn. And it, it was a little bit like the moment in the first one where you see them all backstage, and you see Joey M is sewing. big dick. Yes, yeah, sewing, which I love. I know. And it brings me back to the theater department moments, yes. too, you know, where everybody had to build sets Ooh. and find props and make costumes. And I thought maybe Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland were going to come in <laughs> and help. Put on the show. Hey, kids. It's Phil Silver let's, and Gene Kelly and uh, Summerstock. Let's make some G-strings. So all of this promise, which we see being set up in this montage, all this hard work, suddenly it's in jeopardy as they arrive to register for the convention. And they're met with the coordinator played by Elizabeth Banks. Who played the same character she plays in Pitch Perfect. Exactly. 
Like, exa- I thought it was the same woman. I I wondered if it was. The same character. A little, little inner movie crossover. Kind yeah. of interesting. And I just want to say for the record, I love Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, I, me I too. Just, and she's a director, and she's, she's just so talented and capable. And she was funny in this. She's hilarious. Yeah. Just even little tiny snippets of her. Just, yeah. Mm. So, the moment of peril is saved by Rome stature in the stripper community. Apparently, she's got a reputation of, you know, she's, uh, she's a high priestess of strip. Yes. That's not why. Well, I was going to say, on top of that, it looks like her past relationship with She also with this tasted the pink puss. <laughs> <laughs> There's another degree of separation, another branch off of uh, this flowchart. <laughs> <laughs> goes another direction. Yes. Rome very was sexy. a very, yeah, and they were very sexy together. They're just, yeah, staring into each other's eyes. And another female fantasy. I I, I want to be an Elizabeth Banks, Jada Pinkett Smith sandwich. I could tell. I don't have the Lady Pond fantasy. This is Marcy speaking. I'm Yeah, but much if it's Elizabeth Banks and Jada Pinkett but Smith, just imagine the good story. Come on. You know our I friend need... you know our friend Smokes always says, Go for the good story. I know, but I, I gotta have penis in the mix. I gotta Alright, well, you know, and we could have Malik and Mick there as well. <laughs> I I can't I I can't bump mouths. <laughs> <laughs> You're more of an almond joy girl. <laughs> I prefer the almond joy <laughs> as opposed to bumping mounds. <laughs> All right, so uh so they get the coveted 1020 spot. Woohoo. Woohoo. And as they're getting closer to that moment, there are more moments of regret, confessions, truth, and closure with the other guys in the group. So that by the time they're all ready to go on, everything seems copacetic between them all. All past wrongs have been righted. And although they're really super nervous to uh, follow the vampire slash twilight strippers, because we know it's hard to follow vampires these days. And they were not attractive, the Twilight Strippers. And they were bad. It was like it bad was so acting. Bad, but I love that they made it bad. Yes. And the other thing is this backstage. Just the different groups of strippers. Oh, the in- cowboys were killing me. Oh, yeah. Doing their line dances. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was every stereotypical kind of stripper. We had the gladiators, the cops. The the only thing we really didn't see is Thunder from Down Under. Really, Yeah. Which I really would have <laughs> wished we had. But it was it was entertaining. So you know that they've got something special, something different. They're not like everybody else. They're not doing the same old thing. But they're still nervous because, again, vampire is hard to follow. So they go out to shut the shit down. And as they hit the stage, we see, hey, look, there's Zoe, Mrs. Depp, apparently. And she has gotten herself a spot in the front row. And she's there to witness the magic giving Mike the extra incentive to really bring it home and put it all out there beyond the thong. Wow, that was deep. Yeah, yeah. Magic Mike, beyond the thong. <laughs> that's that's part three. <laughs> as long as he stays away from the table saw. So then the music starts. They do sort of their... Yeah, stay away from the table saw. Back away from the table saw. So they do sort of their, their intro dance, and you get a little piece taste of all of them, and then they go into their solo dances, and we see that each of them reflects who they are as people... And, and we're reminded once again that, hey, strippers are people too. We are. Hey, they are. Strippers are people too, everybody. And they've got real hopes and dreams. And none of them intended to do this forever. It was a means to the end. And, and this is the last stop, man. 
This is the last stop on that And it train. was in one of those routines where Miss Marcy got very excited to the point where Jenny started laughing very hard at her. It was wonderful. I mean, this, okay, this was a great moment. This big payoff. It really, it really did pay off. DJed with Rome's adept skill at working a crowd. She worked that crowd. She she was magnificent. She was. I, I loved her. I, I think you turned to me and said, like, Jada Pinkett is great or whatever. She was great. She was so great. She was. So she's out there working her crowd of queens, right? She's out there crowning her queens as Tarzan paints in his little routine. And then, then Tita runs a candy store. That's when I got excited. Tell me about that. Miss Marcy. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And Jenny turned to me and I go, it's penises and candy, my two favorite things in one routine. Oh my god. I got very excited. (laughs) Penises and candy. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there and thinking about, he's pouring this chocolate sauce on like their thighs and stuff. I was thinking, how are they going to get that off? I'm going to have that dripping into their shoes if they stand up. Maybe they can get a rash. There yes. was a lot of moments where they were pulling women's crotches, right? Like strange women's crotches right into their face, like a lot. Oh, you have a strippers do that. <laughs> and every time it happened, I thought, God, I hope she showers. <laughs> <laughs> she's been sitting I there for a long time. She's wearing cotton crotch panties. <laughs> <laughs> breathing down there. Because that could be uncomfortable for everybody. Well, maybe they just put a little mint in there. <laughs> A mint between Twat the mints. mints. A little mint between the lips. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jenny, I can't breathe. <laughs> a little mint between the lips. So after we leave the candy store, then uh, <laughs> then Ken, aka Matt Bomer, does his singing in the rain routine. Oh, he was so sexy. He's such a talented, amazing singer and dancer. I know. Who knew? But he does just have those, he does have that wide-eyed, gay look on his face all the time. Like, do they buy it? Do they buy him straight? Do they buy him straight? That's always, to me, the look of, of terror behind the eyes. But maybe that's just me. I didn't get it. You know, it's funny. I was saying to someone, I think that he does that really well. I think that he appeals to everybody. I think that his sexuality... He just has a sexuality about him to me that's very strong and well again we can disagree. Yeah. I it's not I I think he's beautiful. I think he's talented. I think he's believable, but I just there's the heterosexual thing is just doesn't work for me there. I, yeah. I but again it may be because I'm I know it. Yeah, that could but be. But there was always something a little bit missing for me with him. But hey, you know, that just means more bomber for you. <laughs> uh, so after that, then we get a really big payoff with the big Dick Ritchie playing out his wedding fantasy of sweeping a woman off of her feet and then into the traditional marital fuck swing. <laughs> Who doesn't have a traditional marriage fuck swing? I mean, we registered for one. And, I mean, we're still waiting. Was that the one with the woman was wearing Spanx? It was somebody, no, I think it may have been Matt, Matt Bomer. Somebody was that down in the crowd, like lifting a girl's dress, and you could see her. Sh- her <laughs> her long line spanks, the kind that go right down your thigh. Kind of the girdle spanks. Yeah, yeah, to give her the both tummy and thigh coverage, full coverage. But hey, you know what? That was that was my window in. 
I'm a, I'm a woman with Spanx. I get you. I feel you. It's like he's touching See, my thoughts. I've worn Spanx, but I was thinking those have to be confining. And right there, she was probably sweaty down there. Oh, oh sure. There's sausage in cases. That's exactly, it's just... So in the very end, as we wrap up, the show closed with Mike and Malik, Rome stars dance, star dancer Malik, played by Twitch. They bring the house down as they grind all over Zoe and some other random audience member in this spectacular mirror dance of athleticism and dry humping. It was beautiful. They're both such good dancers. They were. It was amazing. I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad they brought Twitch in. I'm glad. I loved that final number. And it was a huge payoff to the whole trip. This is the big exclamation point in the faces. <laughs> in the vaginas in of the, the women. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so then as it comes to a close, everybody's going crazy in the crowd and the dollar bills are just covering the floor. Everything cuts to black and we get the credits. And it ends as abruptly as Magic Mike did, and, and the rest is just left up to you. I know. I, cur- I turned to Jenny at, uh, when it ended, and I went, what? <laughs> and we stayed. We stayed thinking it would be one of those, you know, great I was scenes. expecting to have one of those after-credit yeah, moments. Yeah, there with, wasn't. Maybe with Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes! Where the fuck was Jonah Hill? We had Channing Tatum, and I didn't get my Jonah I Hill know. man Or Seth Rogen. This Seth Rogen, yes. Again. Let's recast Magic Hey, but we Mike. did get a little bit of Seth Rogen in the trailer when we saw the trailer for Steve Jobs, and I got really I excited. I'm like, I did. Oh, Seth Rogen. So, so Marcy, tell us about what uh, critics and reviewers not, are saying about They did not enjoy it. They didn't? Not as no. much as we did? No. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter did. The Hollywood Reporter the, did. Yeah. Uh, the f- chief film critic Tom McCarthy, the reporter, uh, praises the film as ridiculously entertaining. It is ridiculously Brawny entertaining. and big-hearted. It's yep. a sequel that might as well take in even more than the 2012 original. So he liked it. Uh, LA Times, Rebecca Cregan did not. As a female moviegoer, I'm used to assuming that most studio films aren't for me. So when someone actually tries to make a studio movie for me, it's people behind Magic Mike XSL, I'm inclined to be grateful which is why I feel bad reporting that Magic Mike XSL didn't make me feel all that good. Oh, Yeah. It's the Entertainment Weekly. What follows is an oddly stilted road movie trip ramble with the storyline far shaggier than its scrupulously manscaped stars. <laughs> the Guardian thought, in fact, the film isn't especially original and takes few risks. I think that people, you know, what I was getting is that people enjoyed it. But they didn't love it. Like, they didn't... And which is was how I felt. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought the script was horrendous. Well, the experience that we... Listen, to be completely honest, I would say that between this script and Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey, this is a better script. Well, that's... You know, wow. What you're topping... You know, you're topping diarrhea with solid duty. You know? Sorry, that was disgusting. I don't know why that came to me. But you know, suddenly the visual of that I know, really not good at all. I'm just not, not good into at all. scat play. Joe Mangiello, play no, me either. Play. I don't even like to know people duty. <laughs> I don't even like to know I duty. I I, I, I go to, I go somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so off of the duty train. I'm sorry I dragged you down the duty. No, hole. I started. Yeah, but I, t- I I I wanted to keep you there for choo a moment. Choo. Choo. <laughs> Exit only. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hello. You are now getting off the Hershey Highway. I just started coffee out of my nose. I have to say, though, I rewatched the original, and it's much darker. So much darker. And more serious. And again, we didn't get the backstory of these characters. I think we got more of them all, not just them, but also Mike and who he is. Yeah. But we did get a lot more backstory, but it was also contrived. You know, they were all such, it was all such, I don't know, nothing. Female fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, none of that is my fantasy. What is your fantasy, Marcy? Brown chicka brown I I'm suspect of male strippers. You know, like I said, I wasn't happy either time. I don't like a taint in my face. And I also like the thing is when you're in a strip club, you know, I, I don't want to pay for it. I want my fantasy is someone who likes me. How about that? <laughs> my fantasy is someone who actually wants to have sex with me, not someone who I've like throwing dollars at. What about the their bodies? Like I know we've talked about this before, yeah. but I mean, the sculpted bodies. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're have intimidating. Have you ever been with someone with a body? I have. I have. I lived yes. with someone with a body, as you remember. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, I've never you know, lived with anyone with a body. He was, uh, you know, only pretty on the outside. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I don't, I never trust people, men who are that pretty because, or women, I feel like. They haven't had to work as hard to be good people. You know, like, people have given them a lot of shit. Yeah, I think I used to have a lot of that kind of bias, but it's, as I've gotten older and doing what I do for a living, I mean, they just have as many hang-ups yeah, and problems. And it's also harder because there's an expectation that, oh, you're beautiful, so you don't have to I do know, anything Jenny, else. I know, I know how that is. I, I mean, have that all the time. <laughs> but there is also the very real circumstance that people who are beautiful like that do get more attention yeah they, they get do. things easier uh, in certain ways that doesn't and no, mean their that bodies can't. their bodies were beautiful and i i love i like good dancing so i enjoyed the dancing yeah the dancing but the athletic it's like watching the olympics kind yeah. of like, like, like watching gymnastics i mean they were doing tumbling they were <laughs> they were doing i these... wanted to hold up cards <laughs> 9.5 the way he landed on that crotch. He stuck it. <laughs> he really stuck it. He stuck his cock into her face like a champ. He did. Like we haven't seen since Toronto, <laughs> 1977. I, I don't remember. What, I don't remember what year the Olympics were up there, but anything else? He put else? his taint on her nose. Much like Sergei Achorachach in the Moscow Olympics of 1942. So was this... <laughs> you know Sergei Achorachach. Well, you know those Russians. <laughs> they really know how to train their... They athletes. really know how to stick a taint. They do. <laughs> a stick of taint sounds like a stick of gum. So... Marcy, like stick of tape, Jenny. <laughs> one of the things we were talking about was that in terms of sex ed and this film, I mean, we're we're really looking at a fantasy of sex as opposed to really, um, like we've talked about, in the sex that women want as opposed to 
real sex. And in the first movie, there were real sex scenes and a lot of female nudity. And in this one, I don't even know if we saw a pair of tits, but we didn't have any full-on intercourse scenes or really any non-strip dance You know, because I think the movie is all about titillation. Our favorite word. Titillation. Titties. Titillation. Um, Nation. (laughs) Titillation nation. Um, It sounds like a schoolhouse rock. (laughs) It does. Class, if anybody wants to put together a little titillation nation schoolhouse rock thing for us, we'll post it. We would love it. Yes, absolutely. So why did we choose to cover this movie? It was the sexy summer movie. It was supposed to be the sexy summer movie. And it was. It was totally fun. We had so much fun. You know, it was fun going during the day. I looked at Jenny. I said, I feel like we're playing hooky. It was fun to see a movie like that during the day. We just felt a little bad, like naughty girls. It in did. There. Like we were skipping class and like, yeah. let's go see some half-naked men. Yeah, dancing. Let's go see some and, men and, 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 and surrounded by, I looked around the room and there was a lot of women in polyester slacks there. <laughs> She said slacks. I said a lot of cardigans and slacks in the theater. A lot of uh, summer shells. Yeah, there were. <laughs> Over sleeveless floral tees. Floral poncho tunic tops. <laughs> a lot of croc sandals, mine included. Easy comfort sandals. That's right. <laughs> My sexy aerosols. With knee-high sport stocking look. <laughs> Personal, personal moments. It it is a sexy movie because those men are sexy. But they are. I, who who did you find this? Who's who's your boo? I have to say it's got to be Joe. I really and I think that's kind of probably obvious and not just because he has a big dick and I'm a size queen. <laughs> I, 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 I I really have to say okay I I watched True Blood till the very last bad episode of True Blood and. He was okay. He grew as an actor in it, but he was so stilted and as... I mean, the writing in True Blood wasn't great to begin with, but he himself never really struck me as having much of a range. But in this movie, I really thought, wow, he's doing... He's so likable and easy and fun and he can be sexy, but then he can be sensitive. And then I think, why is he he with Sofia Vergara? I know, I thought that too. people say is like a nightmare, but... That's not fair. We don't know that she might just really be closed off. She might. She might. I mean, again, somebody they that would beautiful. Make, they would have very pretty babies. And they're engaged, so my guess is they will have some pretty little babies. Beautiful. Well, actually, I was having a conversation with somebody recently, recently about this, too. Or they will have really unattractive kids. Like, like that could happen. Two really gorgeous people who get together and then suddenly it's like, how did that happen? Well, you know, sometimes you people don't start out that gorgeous. You know, it's true. Or it's just a mix of. All I mean, the- as sexy as I am now, I was an awkward teen. I'm still an awkward <laughs> teen at 45 years old. My favorite, I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love when he came out in the glasses the morning after in his little when his robe and glasses. Oh, I was like, oh yeah, a man in glasses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But Gabriel but, Iglesias had the dad bod we all know and love. No, but I'm going to say that for me, I like it a little more exotic. The burrito. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Rodriguez. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, 
that there's just you know I like that nasty she likes bad a boy. Latin flavor. I don't know why it was the he you know it was kind of the, ah, he was like mommy. a subset of bad boy you know. Ah, yeah. It's good because we wouldn't you know. We wouldn't fight over them. Were they no, to come here and offer no. themselves up? There's if we were going to have a Southern ladies party and they showed up at the door, we could each have our own choice. It's true. It's true. But what are we going to do with Yoko when that happens? He's going to have to DJ the dance. <laughs> Yoko will DJ, yes. What do you think that this movie seems to say about relationships or sex or does it say anything about it? That's a good question, Jenny. Well... I, I, you know, like I said, I, I think that it was written, the characters were written in the, the fantasy that women have about strippers. Like, oh, they really like me. They might be stripping for other people. I mean, I'm not that I have that fantasy, but I feel like that's what women do, you know, because you see their faces when the men are stripping and twerking in their face. And yeah, you know, there's a look of disbelief shock yeah. and amusement on I'm all sorry. of the on all of their faces you know i when someone i don't ever want a man to twerk in my face i'd be afraid he'd fart would you <laughs> ever go out with a guy who was a former stripper a former stripper yes not a currently working stripper but a, you know i would think he'd have some nice athletic moves in the boudoir have to be sure to stretch out beforehand yeah one one would need to make sure that- yeah. Somebody wasn't going to injure you. Or maybe they wouldn't be good in bed. Wouldn't that be funny? They'd be like, yeah, I've seen it all. I've had it all. Just, you know, bend over and shut up. Well, maybe they just want to be held. <laughs> maybe they do. Again, to take the fantasy a little bit further. Maybe but They might just want to be held. Like I said, one the thing that turns me on most in a sexual situation is knowing the other person wants to be having sex with me. Like, there is nothing sexier than someone who really wants you. And that's why I, I've i never been one to pursue. I really like being pursued. I like a man who will drag me by the hair and pull me into my cave. It, not my cave. As long cave. as it's consensual. Yeah, no, I mean that. I just mean... You want someone to take charge. I you want someone to take charge. I want to look I want to look in their eyes and know they really want it. You know, I... I, uh, that's actually that's very male. That's actually also a very masculine thing. And I'm not saying you are masculine, even with your He Man voice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you do not have a He Man singing voice, but that's a callback if you're a comeback listener. Uh, but they say, they say, sources say, psych sources say that men in sex, it's really important for them to feel like they aren't hurting you, like with women. Like, and it's really funny because women often have domination fantasies and like to give up the control and men want to know that they're pleasing you and that what they're doing feels good and that they're not hurting you, that, that you, it is consensual. It's not so much a giving up control for me. I think I learned at a very early age that you can't make somebody love you. And I, I maybe I walk away too soon sometimes. And you tell me I do. Jenny does tell me. I, I give up on things a little quickly in the romance department, but... I I just have no interest being in a romantic or a sexual situation where I don't feel like I'm really, really, really wanted. I think in a sexual situation, one should feel that they are comfortable and totally welcome there. So I support that. Yeah. Totally. I Thank think you. it's really important. To... I also like a really nice penis. Well, what is a not not nice penis? Um, One that looks like a finger. <laughs> 
fun. Okay. A little too purple is never good for me. Oh, well. A what, dirty do you have, like, penis? Do you have, I mean, how does somebody find this out? Do you have a color chart? Or I do. Sort of like. Is I have. Sa- I'm from like, Home Depot. Like, I got a color like chart. Like a paint sample. Yes. Right, right, with a different tone. Uh, <laughs> you must be in this range of flesh tones to ride Miss Marcy. Is there a size requirement with you? Um, No. Not even too big, too small, or um, open to anything. Uh, you know, as long as it gets the trick done. Yeah, you know, look, I've seen a lot of big penises in my life that had no power behind them. You can have all the machinery, but if you don't know how to use it, then it really doesn't. Right. It really doesn't make much of a difference. Personal, personal moments. <laughs> And strip club experiences other than going with your aunt is... Or for Ashley's bachelor party. Those are my only two. But I I emceed in a female strip club when I first started out in comedy. Yes. Do tell. Uh, I worked uh, by the airport. Yeah. I was the warm-up comic. I thought it would make me really tough, and they paid really well. I didn't strip, you know. But and they were they were very confused by why, why not I was nothing there. would be funnier <laughs> <laughs> than me naked I've been told I yes have to, I have to ask though right in a situation like that where you are the warm up for strippers I mean how many people are really listening, atten- to, listening me? to you are they, your jokes uh, there was landing? a lot of show us your tits show us your tits the only time I ever did show my tits uh, as a comic was when I it, completely gay audience. It was a, I, it was just, it was in San Diego and it was at a big outfest event and it was all men and they yelled show us your tits and I'm like if there was ever a place so I just like I let them fly. Got good for you. Standing sister. ovation, you know. But no, in the strip club um it was fun. I had a great time. Uh, listen, I did get better because I had to work really hard yeah, there. Yeah, I bet. And, and a lot of the girls that I met, you know, the strippers are now, uh, one's a veterinarian, one's a doctor. I mean, I'm in touch with several of them, and they were pretty much all going to school. What was the best part of the movie for you? Candy and penis. <laughs> I think maybe convenience stores. Dance yeah, that's a was, great scene. That was really fun. And I did love, I loved that ending scene with Channing Tatum and Twitch. Just the dancing was so good. What was the worst part? The writing. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing I said last week. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I just, I, I, the, I, the script was laughable to me. It really was. And sexiest, sexiest part? Um, that moment when. Cookie Pie made Andy McDowell feel pretty. Yeah. And she got up and they looked at each other. I loved that moment. What about Matt Bomer singing Heaven to the one girl, woman? That was very sweet, too. It was and very sweet. What, the one thing there that was very unbelievable, though, was that they all seemed to be amazed that he had that voice. Uh, all, whenever he sang, anywhere. Everybody was, you know, like, everything stopped. Like the angels, ah, heaven's open. So I think women and gay men who are out looking for a good time, bonding with their girlfriends, not looking for something serious, would love this movie. I I absolutely say go see this movie. It was really we Jenny and I laughed. We laughed. We giggled. The people around us in the audience were having a great time. We knew what it was going in, and it delivered in that way. And I think it's it's absolutely a really fun night out. 
And when it comes out on demand or video, you could have a video. I'm saying video DVD. You could have like a naked lady party. When it comes out on Betamax. Yeah, when it comes- <laughs> <laughs> on Laserdisc. It's safer and cleaner and cheaper than actually going to see real men's group. It is. Yeah. And you don't have to be put in that awkward situation of, oh my God, they're touching me. And, and when they turn around and bend over and you're afraid there's going to be duty bulls. Hey, listen, these guys are pros. Okay, I'm sure they've got. They're checking one another. They check each other. They check each other for cling on. Check my taint. Can you, can you check? Do I have any dingleberries? Any ba- taint check. I'll one. Taint check. Uh, somebody call for a taint check. Taint check. And hold, holding up your taint. Can I? Can I get a check? Can I get a check on this taint? Putting the taint over the scanner. Boop boop boop. All clear. All clear on the southern front. So, boy sexy, girl sexy, boy girl sexy. Um, I don't think straight men are. Uh, I don't think yeah. it's just a movie for straight men. No, I think it's boy sexy and girl sexy. I don't think it's boy girl sexy. Yeah, yeah, and and gay boy sexy. I think maybe I, I think maybe we should add that in, like gay boy sexy. And I don't think that it's gay girl sexy. Well, although you no. got little Jada and Elizabeth kind yeah, of have that. No, I think feel. it's girl. Like, female bonding sexy, and I think gay men sexy. Do you think it's going to stand up over time? you think it's going to be eternally sexy or find no. an audience? Yeah, you no. think it's just going to go the way? I think it's a little piece of fluff. It is a little but piece a of fluff. But a fun piece of fluff. It is a summer piece of fluff. Yep. Between your thighs. <laughs> it's like a little fluff between my it's thighs. It's like a little dust bunny. It's like a little thatch patch. <laughs> <laughs> just a little tickle on your taint. <laughs> So scaling or one clit tickler, if you will, <laughs> clit tickler. <laughs> so on a scale of uh, one to ten, panties up, panties down, panties up or panties down for you. Panties. Uh, top, I top, think top of the mound. Top of the mound. <laughs> I didn't. I enjoyed it and I laughed and I thought it was fun. I didn't get hot and bothered at all. I I agree. So I I didn't feel funny down there. I didn't feel funny down there yeah. either. So it's an... I don't know. I felt a little funny down there when he was doing the dance in the convenience store. Okay, I will, I will well, say that. It's that's just okay. Because I also find nothing sexier than humor. And to me, yeah. as seriously as he was taking it, it was also really funny. It was. It was yeah. really, really funny. No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And I would love to watch it again. But I, um, it didn't turn me on. So I would probably give it a four on the panties. Up panties down scale. Probably, and I'd give know. it a top of the mound. Top, top, <laughs> top of the mound. So yeah, so we're somewhere in the middle again. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not quite as sexual as a Fifty Shades of Grey, but I would definitely say that it, it's got its sex appeal, but yeah, I, I wasn't more hot and bothered. I had fun in this one, but the, I did have moments in Fifty Shades of Grey where I got a little hot and bothered. Yeah, I think that's a really But maybe because there was no actual sex scenes in this. Yeah. And the stripping doesn't turn me on. It's all fantasy. Yeah. yeah. This is more like fantasizing about them being your boyfriend, but who really wants a stripper as your boyfriend. Mm. Now, so that sounds really bad, and I, I don't know. really want to make strippers feel bad about themselves. No strippers, we love you. Or former strippers. Hey, listen, we all had to do what we had to do, and if that was your gift, if you were given a package... I was a Stanley Tools girl. There you go. And you were the voice of many, you're the voice and face of many feminine hygiene yes. products. Four tampon commercials and a douche commercial. <laughs> and I, I can't even claim any of that. So there you go. 
Uh, that wraps it up. That's all I got. Stay tuned anything? to our next podcast where we're bringing, we'll be bringing you another sexy movie. Uh, we're not going to tell you what it is right now because we want you to be titillated. Do you titillation nation? Titillation. 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 So look for lesson three coming soon. And thanks again for making it to class today, kids. Keep writing to us and telling what films make you feel funny down there. Well, I, I guess we should also say happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. And uh, hey, kids, no running in the halls. I've been Miss Marcy. And this is Miss Jenny. And it's time for recess. Rusty trombone. Hot Carl. Rim job. Toss my salad. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Nipple clam. Chocolate coxicle. Pink taco. Hop on this, baby. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. shot. Anal intruder. Cleveland steamer. Gas mask. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Reverse cowgirl. Yeehaw! Teabagging. Kama Sutra. Kama my face. Cinema Sex Ed. What is your fantasy, Marcy? Michael Strahan. That gap tooth beauty. That gap tooth chocolate prince. <laughs>